This is Hannah Smith of Friends, aka Roadside Shaman on Instagram. This is another fireside chat for Open Lines Radio, part of the artbellisdead.com family of independent media. We're calling ourselves netcasts these days or an audio zine, maybe a podcast, who knows? Slap a label on it. For me, it's an audio journal. I'm using this as a form of um, processing, not unlike keeping a diary or a journal would be for most people. I've discovered in the past few months of this process, it's becoming my diary. It's becoming my journal. So that means that y'all are getting a sneak peek into the inner workings of my um, everything. (laughs) My internal process, my um, mental health uh, management protocols, my mood... uh, management. I, I have a history in my life of earning a lot of labels, a lot of diagnostic cali- categories, shall we say. Um, there's a lot going on in my mind, rattling around in there, you know, very crowded, crowded head. Um, So, I've discovered that verbal processing, getting things out of my head and uh, filtered through verbal expression has been one of the most effective tools for me to um, express and transmute my emotions. I've had a hard time the past couple days 
getting into a mindset where I could even do a recording because um, I'm just really grief-stricken, sideswiped, gobsmacked, whatever you want to call it, by this uh, losing this most recent therapist. I, I, you know, we've lost a bunch of therapists over the years for various and sundry reasons, but this just feels a little bit more tender or a little bit more impactful for some reason. Maybe because in the past, whenever our, we lost therapist, it always just felt like something I was going through on my own. Um, because I was the one who had like the lion's share of um, interactions with the therapists and um, you know Truman obviously more so in the beginning uh, when we were getting direct intervention services in the home for him um, then obviously he was having a lot of time with the therapist comparatively but this time um, Dave and I have pretty equally been engaged with this process and, and even I would say I would say that I had kind of stepped back somewhat my engagement in order to make room make space for Dave to engage with our therapist more directly um, wanting them to build a connection or an intimacy and in particular to not feel like we me, myself and the therapist were connecting in a way that excluded him because um, I just I don't know it was part of our dynamic in previous um, experiences and I just it was something that I felt like it would help the dynamic if I kind of step back a little bit and let him take the lead um, on engaging with this particular therapeutic model and I mean, we're still in process, but I will say I think it worked really well because since beginning this therapeutic model and working with this particular therapist, um, Dave has become much more directly engaged and knowledgeable and effective and um confident that's the right word he's become more confident in his um engagements with helping meet truman's needs in really specific ways um and i'm talking about like logistical pragmatic like fact-based like learning the names of different therapy appointments that he goes to contact information for various and sundry bureaucratic situations like um just he's just more confident more knowledgeable more self-assured and um so that it's a good result from having had this experience but it means that i'm aware that this is the first loss that he's gone through of this kind like he hasn't really had to say goodbye to a high quality excellent therapist that he's been working with and enjoying and having a good relationship with I've had to do that a bunch of times. Like I'm well practiced at this particular arc of emotional um, 
process. Like, it's just, you know, I've done it many times. And this is really his first experience with it. And so we're both really processing it, but it's hitting me differently now because I feel like I'm dual tracking my grief process because I'm observing and monitoring and trying to support and help with Truman's adjustment to this situation, which honestly, frankly, is not even observationally present at this moment. It probably won't really be observable until after we start working with the new therapist um, and see what kind of transition that makes for him because um, just his interactions with her have not been very direct. It's been more um, via us, like, you know, through the parental engagement. So anyways, this is a long rambling bit on my emotional state just to clue you guys in as to why things have been a little bit rough for us around here this week um it's just it's hard it's hard to let go of someone who's been there for you that has been a really good support and that has been someone that you can lean on and go to when you're having a hard time and they're just not gonna be there anymore so it's hard it's hard I got pretty rattled this week I'm proud that I kept with my commitments and I kept with my um, expectations of myself as well as I have I'm proud that I got as many castor oil packs done as I have but I'll be transparent and tell you I missed yesterday I did not get one done I didn't get one done yesterday did not even get my candle lit yesterday to be honest to be really honest I, I I told you how easy it is to sit down and light a candle <laughs> and then universe shows me exactly how easy it is to make sure that doesn't happen yesterday just takes a little distraction a little disruption a little bit being in a different place at a different time you know that's all it takes a little bit of a difference and it can cause the the entire choice pathway to shift so but I'm sitting and staring at my lit candle right now like it's on my lap drawing all of the gross yuck energy out of me from the previous day shining a light into the dawn of this new day I'm looking at my light I lit it today because what else can you do but light another candle I'm all out of curses guys I never learned how to make a proper hex so all I have is blessings so I bless what I want to see more of and ignore everything else. I do some little craftings now and again. Don't get me wrong. I still craft. I still cast. I still wish. I still pray. Use a word you want, okay? Prayers, spells, castings, wishings, 
curses, hexes. They're all basically us looking at what's in front of us and asking for something different. That's all it is. So I try to spend more time looking at what is and appreciating what is, honoring what is, honoring the energy of what's present, examining it for all that it is so that it can depart and not be experienced anymore. If I reject it, it just develops a little skin around it, hides in a corner some way or I have to find it later. If I observe it, if I really commune with it, it becomes consumed, transmuted, dissipates, vaporizes. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> That's a non sequitur. point is it's very rough around here because the losses keep coming and every time you think you've you know gathered up a few more berries in your bucket some bully comes along and knocks it out of your hand spills them down the hillside or grabs it and runs takes it away from you That, that's a terrible thing to affirm. I don't want to affirm that. It just feels like that lately. It's been feeling like that lately. But, you know, I'm not Job. I'm not even going to pretend to be Job. Job had it rough. Job had it real rough. But when a loss happens, it's silly to ignore it, um, and it's disrespectful to act as if it's not having the impact that it is. There's been a lot of crying. There's been a lot of, you know, uh, unreasoned behavior. <laughs> not unreasonable, totally reasonable, justifiable, explicable, totally, but unreasoned because when you're in a state of grief, it's hard to reason with anyone, especially with oneself. So Dave and I haven't really been able to make very many logistical conversations or decisions you know, even like choosing what to eat, it's like been, you know, autopilot or nothing, you know, just very, last night I just made Truman a grilled cheese. I didn't even bother trying to think of anything for me and Dave for dinner. My dinner, you want to know what my dinner was, guys? Okay, real talk. Real talk. Shared a bag of goldfish crackers with Truman in the car on the way home from speech and OT driving home in the rain that was my dinner last night and dessert was dark chocolate pumpkin seed bark 
because I can convince myself that's health food because dark chocolate's good for you and so are pumpkin seeds. Uh, eaten in bed. You have to eat them in bed for them to be health food. If you eat them out on the road, it's just a candy bar snack. But if you eat dark chocolate pumpkin seed bark while in bed, it's health food. It's medicine for you. It's purely curative. Keeps the dementors away. Keeps depression at bay. Gives you some good magnesium and selenium. I think that's what pumpkin seeds have. Selenium? They've got some sort of heavy metal in them that I like. I don't know. The point is... I didn't even bother to come up with an idea for dinner last night. And Dave wasn't in the mood for anything either. I think uh, he fried himself up a couple hash brown patties. I, I, I had goldfish crackers for dinner. So, uh... That's okay, because it wasn't unreasoned, but it was totally reasonable. The grief isn't an excuse for, you know, skipping meals, but it, it's explained. It's not excused, but it is explained. And so I'm just spending this energy in a state of observation and paying attention to what's happening. And the truth of the matter is we keep putting one foot in front of the other. We keep on breathing. We keep on keeping on. And while I may have some concerns about how Dave will weather this particular storm, I may have some worries about how Truman will adjust to our different uh, support scaffolding. And I definitely have some intense emotions about the fact that I uh, won't be able to relate with our therapist anymore. Um, It just, uh, it's okay. We're okay. Hashtag the family and the friends will fight to live another day. <laughs> no, live to fight another day. That's what it is. Hey, Yoka, did it backwards. <sighs> Let's not fight to live another day. Let's live to fight another day. I don't want to fight anymore. Why is that the slogan? All of these inspirational so-called statements that are my automatic scripts in my mind, when I unpack them, I find them to be kind of toxic thoughts, some of them. Uh, I would live to breathe another day, breathe to live another day. The fighting is for suckers.
we're still here. We're still breathing. We are still in our bodies. Better than could be said for a lot, for many, <clears throat> for most. We're deeply blessed in our current circumstance and situation, like ineffably blessed, indescribably blessed, unspeakably blessed in our current circumstance and situation. And so any tiny little pocket of discontent or discomfort, it's based on what we're paying attention to. So shift the focus, shift the gaze, and the joy, the ecstasy, the comfort rolls in. The ease is experienced. You can hold your breath till your face turns blue and won't change it. If you breathe, 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 breathe. Yeah, you breathe, that makes all the difference in the world. I hold my breath sometimes. No, I'm held by my breath. My breath holds me. Universe directs me to hold, to be held within the span of a single breath. That's a better way to put that. I'm held within the confines of a single breath sometimes mm -hmm. I find myself held there but I don't cling to it I don't clutch at it I don't grasp at it and I don't gasp for it I breathe easy I breathe easy that's what I'm going to do I'm going to read that bit I was going to see I pulled out an old journal from my bucket of journals to like all like these half-filled journals and I was like you know what I totally I totally gotta like use this paper I gotta use this book and I don't know why because it wasn't even turned open to that page but that's the one that I gotta read Chariots do believe. Chariots do believe. That's the piece. <clears throat> Chariots do believe. I am holding reins. I do not count the lines. I breathe into the stride. I watch with loose eyes. I sit tall, but soft. I rest all the horses often. I feed them from my plate. And were they to ask, I surely would let them drink from my cup. For I do not own them. They carry my soul on their blessed shoulders. 
and I dwell in their heart. Yeah. Yeah. That was the one that wanted to be read. So I'm trying to write, I'm trying to read, I'm trying to speak. And in my trying, I am doing. Because as Yoda says, there is no try. There is only do or do not. At 622! <gasps> exactly! I love 622. 22, 22, 22. <clears throat> Good for you, 22. Yoda says there is only do or do not. There is no try. But I get a lot of doing done in my trying, so... Fuck you, Yoda! Just kidding. I love Yoda. Yoda's awesome. But don't you ever want to yell at him when he's like, you know, giggling and poking you with a stick? Mystical teacher that he is with backward syntax that I love. I get a lot done in my trying, you guys. I sure enough do. Now the key is to just look at what's been done. Talk about what you did, not what you're going to do. Because that's the thing, is that like I make these vows and affirmations and, you know, assertions of things that I will do that will be done what am I gonna do next and sometimes I don't know what I'm gonna do next sometimes I only know what I did sometimes I don't even know what I did I look back and I go what did you just do I just look at the aftermath and go I don't know but I feel better now in my being, in my human being, I feel better with whatever I done did over there. Whatever got done in my beingness now, I feel better. Because we're not human doings, we're human beings. We have inner beings. And our inner being is always awesome. So if we be with our inner being, we'll always be awesome. We do things to pull us away from our inner being. And then we get stuck in more do-do. <laughs> do this, do that, do-do-do-do-do, do-do land of do that, do this, do this and that. And when you're done with that, go do this. Uh, but in my being, I can see what has been done, and what has been done is good, and maybe that's why Genesis is written the way that it is, because it says, God did this, 
And then they said, that's pretty good. Then God did that. Goddess said, that's pretty good too. Goddess did this one over here. Goddess said, I like it. That's good. Goddess did this one over here. God said, yup, that one's good. God said, let's do this one. And then Goddess said, that one is good too. And just back and forth, back and forth. Gods and goddesses creating and agreeing with what's good ad infinitum. That's how we all got here. By going, what do you think about this? Yeah, that's good. So my key to happiness, if you're wondering, my life hack for wellness and joy and optimal functioning and just getting through the day and keeping lighting my candle, keeping a smile on my face, is that whenever I'm confused about something I'm perceiving in my experience as being not so great or not enjoying or not within my taste or I just don't like it, like I don't know about it or I don't like it, I just affirm, I don't know how they meant it, but I'm declaring it good. I don't know how they meant it, but I'm declaring it good. Because I have the power to shift it. And they have, may have thrown a brick through my window, but I can build a wall with that. I can build a, a table. I can build a, you know, chimney. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever comes at you is a possible resource for transmutation. If you observe it, you're taking it in somehow. And if you're taking it in somehow, that means that you have the ability and the capacity to shift it as it leaves you. It will bounce off of you. It will reflect, reflect, refract, filter through, transmit, transmute. It will be in some way affected by your observation. That's Heisenberg. The act of observing something changes it. You're casting your vote with your observations. You're casting your vote with what you, quote, pay attention to. You are paying with your attention. You are giving, offering your energy with your attention. So if something is coming into your observational focus, it's because you have paid to access it with your observation. You have paid energetically, and now you're receiving that information into yourself. And because you have paid attention to it, you now have authority over, in other words, you own that energy. You have the personal authority over it to shift it and change it and to convert it into something else. You've bought the licensing rights on that. You have paid for the secret recipe. You have, you know, you got your HBO Go password to stream that data. Whatever metaphor you want to use here, the idea is anything that is within your observational field, if you're aware of it in your consciousness, you can shift it and change it and move it. And so the process of spiritual evolution and development and growth is totally and completely 
about asking for an increased capacity to observe consciously what um, is impeding you or blessing you. Asking for that clarification. Because otherwise you're just stumbling in the dark, right? Being led like a child. To gain spiritual authority and to gain spiritual autonomy over oneself and to be, you know, a, a conscious, mature co-creator, a sovereign being, to join the pantheon of gods and goddesses in our collective experience, your sole task is to bring the unconscious conscious and shine your light of awareness onto it. That's it. That's all. Bringing the unconscious conscious, shining light of awareness onto it, and in that shining light of awareness, shift occurs and you don't there's no trying it just happens it does um it's just i mean it's physics chemistry the laws of the universe it's it is what is it is all of the multiplicities of the word is it is forever and ever ad infinitum it was and is ongoing it always was is if there was a word that meant was and is and will be all together at once, the permanence of that certitude is this truth. So, there you go. I don't know why, but I feel like that's enough. What time is it? 6.32. Sure, why not? That can be enough. 33 minutes. <laughs> That's a nice number. Why not? 30, 33 minutes of podcasting, <clears throat> journaling, uh, you know, rambling, whatever you want to call it. That's plenty for a Friday. I'm, I'm really just... Uh, I'm feeling blessed. I'm feeling blessed even in my distress. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Too blessed to feel distressed, even though I know that all of the reasons to be distressed are there. I'm chock full of joy instead because I'm chock full of nuts. No, I'm, I'm full of joy because I work really hard to get the bullshit out of my life. I work really hard to stay away from negative or unconscious people. People aren't negative. I'll say that. People, I will say I will try to stay away from people who spend the majority of their time focusing on negative stuff. There you go. I don't avoid people in general, but... If it's a person that I know has a particularly dark or aggressive or violent or um, acerbic nature, I just I just spend less time with them, and I, you know, prepare myself 
emotionally, mentally, spiritually for that engagement. And if they come upon me unawares when I'm out mucking about in the broad, you know, marketplace, you know, doing the peopling, I, uh, I tend to self-correct, self-tune very quickly, pull myself, uh, into my own energy and let them have their own consequence. I just sort of go around. I used to try to tune that energy real dramatically. Like I tried to get in there and like cheer everybody up. I used to be like that publicly happy person, you know, I, I don't, I don't try to do that anymore. I just wear my energy as it is. And usually I'm in a pretty good mood, but sometimes if I'm in a public sphere and having to do tasks, I get pretty tense because it's rough out there and people can tell and they kind of give me a a path, you know, but that's how I can tell the difference between what I'm putting out and what's coming back at me. So that, that's what, that's what I will say. That's the main, I think, point of this whole flow is that paying attention to what you need to support your daily rituals, your personal routines, your things that fill you up, that's what keeps you finding those unconscious moments and behaviors and bringing them into the light and shining light onto them. So, yeah, I think that's the point. Maybe that's the point. At 3636, <laughs> I made the point. 99 is just fine. So that'll be the end of this little time. And I will say, uh, which means I love you. And Chukma Chipisalacho means hello. I will see you as the Chickasaw have no word for goodbye. Be still. Be still. Be still. Be still, be still and breathe, 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 release, be still and breathe, release. 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 Expand, 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 be still. And breathe, release, 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 be still. And breathe, release, be still. And breathe, release. Be still and breathe, release.
still and breathe. Be still and breathe. Be still and breathe. Be still and breathe. Be still. Be still. Be still. Be still.